0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Or at least I don't need the seatbelt extender yet. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, uh, 888-729-3776. That is the Dr. Pepper call in line. Fed a lot of your calls today on what the league decided to do in the wake of the DeMar Hamlin injury and the playoff implications by calling a no contest between the Bills and the Bengals the other night. For more on this and the weekend games in Week 18, we welcome in ESPN football analyst, the great Herm Edwards, who joins Chris and Chris right now. Coach, we appreciate the time, and uh, let's just get your immediate reaction to the league's, uh, what they decided to do to try to help the situation uh, for home field in the postseason?
2: Well, you said it correctly, to try to help a situation that they never really had to deal with before in the manner that they had to deal with. Uh, with that being said, um, there's always going to be some folks on either side of it saying, we should have done this, we should have done that. I, I think what's, what's comforting for everyone involved in this is they made a decision, now you know. And look, football players and football coaches are built a certain way. I mean, you know, and people say it was not fair. Look, life ain't fair. So let's, let's let's stop all that. Life's not fair. Life is about opportunity. And if you're one of those teams that have a chance to get in the playoffs, whether you play on a neutral field, whether you play at home, you're in the playoffs. Now, curse your fan base. I get it. Fan base will have to do like college fan bases now. to so like a bowl game. If your team's in the playoffs on a neutral site, those fans will go follow them. I feel bad for all that, but at the end, Football players play football. You can get caught up in, well, it's unfair for us. We did no, 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 no. This is what the deal is. Now, if they told me, you know what? You two teams only can play with ten players, and the team you're playing against plays with eleven. Well, then that's that's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. But we get to play with eleven, and we're going to play football. And that's what players need to understand. We're trying to win in the tournament to win the Super Bowl. And if I'm in the tournament, I got a team.
3: Coach, we're talking about players playing football. I I mean, there are a lot of guys around the league in week 18 whose head coaches are on the fence about letting them play, including one of your teams, the the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Hurts. Now, we haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. He's been sitting out with that uh, shoulder injury, and he's practiced the last couple of weeks, and, and, and he's in a limited capacity. But what would you do if you're the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? How would you handle Jalen Hurts' situation, knowing the potential playoff implications that this game against the Giants on Sunday has? I'm playing. Football players want to play, and I'm talking to you as a football player.
2: If you're not, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. If you're injured, I ain't playing you. But if you're sore and you're hurting, guess what? You're playing. Now, how much does he play? I don't know. I I know this, the first thing I would do. He's not running it 156 times like he did this year. <laughs> He's not doing that. I promise you that. He ain't doing that. Okay? And I, I'm going to get the ball out fast. And when I want to go deep, I'm going to have seven-man protection. And I'm going to block Lawrence and Thibodeau. And don't let them hit the quarterback in the back of the head. And then play the game. Go play the game, man. Look, let me ask you something. You play, you play football. If I was the head coach and I walked up to you and said, hey, man, we secure the playoff spot. Uh, you want to rest this week? You'd look at me and say, what, well, coach? Well, rest? What are you talking about, rest? I ain't talking preseason. This is a real game now. You look at me and say, no, 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 Coach. I'm, I'm going to play. I, this is what I do. I'm saying it as a player. If a, if a coach would have ever walked up to me and said, hey, by the way, you know, we got this playoff wrapped up. And I was in a lot of playoff competition. Uh, Herm, you ain't playing this week. I said, you kidding me? I just started 153 games. I just started 153 games in a row, and you think I'm going to sit out? No lies told, Coach. Said, <laughs> no me? lies told. Huh? Come on, baby. We don't do that. Football players play football. What do these people think? I don't know. They like resting. You rest on the offseason. There's going to be a bunch of teams going home resting and don't go to the playoffs, and they're going to wish they were sitting in your spot.
1: The great Herm Edwards joining us, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Okay, a couple of the individual games, Coach. Um, Tennessee, yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, Tennessee's quarterback situation is a mess right oh. now, we know. How do you handicap this
4: game?
2: Well, they gotta run it, you know that with Derrick Henry. They gotta lean on him and allow the young man at quarterback every once in a while to try to throw one. And if I'm on the other side of the Jacksonville, look, it's real simple. I'm gonna soften him up with the run a little bit, make them get to the eight man box, and then I'm gonna throw it, and I'm gonna throw it and I'm gonna keep throwing it, and I'm gonna get me about a 14, 17 point lead, and I'm gonna make them throw it, and then the game's over. Because Derrick Henry can't run. So make him come. Yeah. It's there's game. No, it ain't that
3: hard. Yeah, there's no hey, question about that. If, Coach, if, you're, if
2: you're the Titans, you you if you're the Titans, you're trying to you're trying to play small ball. You you you're trying to possess the ball as long as you can to keep that offense off the
3: field. Yeah, there's no question about that, Coach. It's not that hard when it comes to the game plan that the Jags are gonna execute, but it is hard for the New York Jets, apparently with what they want to do at the quarterback position. They made the decision that they're going to start (laughs) Joe Flacco because Mike White has been ruled out and Zach Wilson will serve as the backup. Now, this is off the heels of what Rob Sala said earlier in the week through hella high water. They're going to help Zach realize his potential. In a game that doesn't mean anything as far as the playoff standings for the New York Jets, why aren't they playing Zach Wilson? Do you agree with this decision? I
2: have no idea.
3: I really don't. Uh,
2: they have missed their chance to get into the playoffs for the most part, and I I I don't know. This I was a head scratcher, and I got nothing against Joe Flacco, but it's like really, I mean I I don't know. Now now maybe something is going on in the building or around practice, and and Zach is not acting like whatever, and maybe that's part of it. But uh, this is a hard, this is a head scratcher.
1: Herm. Is a guy like is a guy like that salvageable as a player with everything in the first two I, I, it, years?
2: It, it it scares me now because this is the last game of the season for the most part, and they're starting Joe Flacco. Yeah, and they basically are out of the playoffs for the <clears> most part, and they're going to start Joe Flacco. So I don't know. I, I don't know if the team is just kind of turned turned away from this kid, and, and don't the coach would know. He's in the building. they got a good football coach. He's got a good feel for his football team. So the star Joe Flacco was a head-scratcher when I saw that come across the wire.
1: Herm, when you look at the Packers and the Lions on Sunday night, yes. is it is it outlandish yeah. to say the following? The Lions want Aaron Rodgers to try to beat them as opposed to the run game.
2: They can rush the passer, and they hit him a bunch last time. And he threw some interceptions. Yeah, but, but I think if you look at the Packers right now, they're a better football team than when they first played the Lions. And they're mm-hmm. playing, playing better on defense. They're taking the ball away, which is critical. You take the ball away, that gives Aaron Rodgers extra possession. They've got good special teams unit. If you punt or kick to those guys, you're holding your breath. Because they, they, they're going to make yards. And Aaron Rodgers is playing a game now where he's, just, he's making enough throws where at the end, and here's the problem, and we all know it, guys, and we've seen it before, don't let this thing come down to one possession and Aaron Rodgers have the ball, because we know what's going to happen. Lights over, buckle your seatbelts, it's been nice, you're going home as a loser, because he's going to beat you.
3: Coach, it's an odd situation right now, playing itself out out in Baltimore. You're getting varying reports. The organization expects Lamar is going to be ready for the postseason, but he's not practicing yet, and... A lot of speculation around Lamar not putting himself at risk because he doesn't have the financial security with the contract negotiations breaking down this summer. What's your yep. read on that situation and what happens in Baltimore, both in the short term and the long term?
2: Well, hopefully in the long term they understand they need this guy. They they can't score any points. They can't score the ball. They just can't. It's the highest they scored like in a month is like 16 points.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And they won some games doing that, but they can't, they can't play like that. The next thing I think is this. When you look at this situation, remember, Lamar played knowing that he was playing for a contract. He went out there in the beginning of the season and played that way. Now, is he hurt or is he injured? I think this, and you know this, and you've done this in your career, a hurt guy can play. Injured guy, can't play. And it's a knee. And if he's injured, he can't play. I think he's injured. I mean, I don't – Everything about this guy, you know, people are saying, "Well, now he's gonna, you know, he's, he's, he's acting like this because he's the team's mad at the team." Well, you know what? Well, why did he even start the season off playing? Mm, he was uh-huh. at risk the first game of the season. It's a great you point. Know what he already put his name on risk when he went out there and played. So I don't think that is. I think he's injured. I think his knee is bothering him.
1: Great stuff, Herm. As usual, we'll talk to you next week. nice Coach.
2: Okay, guys, have
1: a good weekend now. Yep. Herm Edwards always brings it. Always oh, brings oh, he's it.
3: Great. Uh, he's great. just
1: outstanding. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Phone lines are open, and we are hitting them at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Curtis, North Carolina, up next on ESPN Radio. Curtis. Have at it, bud. What's up?
4: Fellas, what's going on? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Bills Nation is coming straight to you. Much prayers to DeMar Hamlin. I'm so glad that he's doing much better. But, Canty, I got a problem with you today. And I like you, but you being a little ridiculous talking about Kansas City earned something. Kansas Mm. City ain't earned nothing. They're one in five against the two teams that couldn't play each other because a man damn near died on the field. So if the league, which consists of 32 teams, and those committees decided that over three-fourths of that wanted to do a game where it may come down to those two teams on a neutral site, that's what they need to do. It's, don't make it about, oh, so we, can, so we can coddle the Bills. No, it's not about coddling the Bills. We did not get a chance for that particular thing to be solved, because those teams could not play each other to see who was going to be number one.
3: Okay, so I need you to happen. square this peg. I need you to square this peg for me. Then, the NFL right, has a so. rule on the books that says if there is an odd number of games played by a team or teams, if a game is canceled due to an act of God, that they would lean back on win percentage and subsequent tiebreakers. Why deviate from a rule that you already had in place? For a situation like this, why? Well, you already had to deviate because
4: you've never had anybody there die on the field and have to. Con- no, 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 no. Con- but you no. have you've had this way, you had to wait. You had, no, no, no. Game. Hold on, hold on. So you're right. So you're already, no, no. Hold already, on, hold on. Hold on you're one second. Something that's unprecedented. Hold
3: on, hold on one second. This is unprecedented in terms of the nature of the injury with Demar. What's not unprecedented is teams. Not playing all the games in the schedule yeah. because of various reasons. Well, let's that's call that's not unprecedented. We've seen that before. Let's
1: call this what it is, okay? It's late in the year, and the league got nervous about it, and and felt like they had to change something on the fly. That's what happened. You already yeah, me, had a rule, but that's I the agree, thing. No, you but Chris, already I'm had a rule this. in place. I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree, and they probably looked at that rule and said, wait a second, we're in week 17, and this just happened, and look at this, and we probably got to do something here, and, you know, can we really do this to the bills at this point and all that? I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's what I think happened. Like, if this had happened, or if, not this specifically, if an act of God had happened in week 8 versus now, I think it would have been different. Yeah. I don't
3: think they would have changed anything. No, they wouldn't have changed anything. I don't think they would have changed anything. I think, the thing. I and think and they and got super the, nervous and to the criticism. And here's the of other it. thing, Carlin, if we're being a buck with it. If the nature of why the game was canceled was different, yeah. had it been in a weather event that keeps the Buffalo Bills from being able to travel, and I, I can't imagine the weather event because there's been. 40 feet of snow up there in the last couple of months, and they still find a way to travel. But you understand where I'm going with this. Yeah. Had they not been able to travel and get to a game site, and the game had to be canceled. If, if that were the situation, <laughs> would we be talking about the NFL but, owners changing what we're doing in terms but, of leaning on the standings because a game couldn't be played? Here's the problem with it, though. Are we really going to praise the, the
1: owners or and the league in one minute for – uh, having the humanity and doing the right thing the other night, and now they're trying to show some humanity toward the Bills, and now they're changing things.
3: <laughs> Are we gonna get on them for having too much humanity?
1: <laughs> you know what I, I, I mean?
3: I, I'm I'm gonna get on them for going a bridge too far. It was unnecessary. They don't have to do this. Yeah, no, they don't. This is something that they don't have to do.
1: Andre's in California next on ESPN Radio. Andre, what's going on?
4: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year. You too. Hey, uh, I was uh, wondering, I've been listening to all the shows today, and I noticed nobody has been talking about the fact that, uh, and I have to apologize if this this question's already been answered, but what happens if everybody wins out? Who gets the bye week, the first week of the uh, playoffs?
1: Kansas City. Kansas City.
4: Basically,
3: all Kansas Kansas
1: City City has to do is win tomorrow, and they're going to get the top seed.
3: Yeah, and I have no doubt they're going to beat the hell out of the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay, all right. That's what That's it all boils I down.
1: to know. Thanks a lot. No problem. No problem. Uh, let's hit Sam in Baltimore next on ESPN Radio. Sam, what do you got?
2: Hey, I was, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm not saying this as a Ravens fan. I'm saying this as a as a person. If the Bengals would have lost the Bills, fifty-fifty possibility, the Ravens would have beat the Bengals. The Ravens would have been the have been the AFC North champions, and they would have had they would have been the three seed. Why did the Ravens lose out on this because the game was canceled?
1: Why did the Ravens lose out on this?
2: Why did, what I'm saying is if they were, were to beat the Bengals, and the Bengals would have lost to the Bills, the Ravens would have been the AFC North
1: champions. Right, but this is this is what, a, this is is what why it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip, yeah. It's a coin flip. It's because... Yeah, but it, no, no, it's no, no, it's no, no. hang on, for, hang on. While you're trying to make the assumption that Cincinnati would have lost the other night, you could also make the assumption that Cincinnati would have won and there wouldn't have been a tiebreaker. So what the league is doing in that instance, they are making it a coin flip because they're saying this could have gone either way. For either team, so that's why it's a coin flip. So it's not just if you're sitting there thinking, "Man, we're getting screwed on this." Oh, what if the Bengals won the other night? Yeah, then you're I not mean, getting or, screwed. Or what if the Bengals win on Sunday? Yeah, then <laughs> then you have nothing to gripe about. Yeah, there's not a thing to complain about. Yeah, there. let's hit uh, Justin in Texas next. ESPN Radio, Justin, go.
4: Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Uh, I agree with uh, Canty about you know you already had a rule on the books. Why are we not following that? But my my question is, what does you all take about, since it's public, what the vote was? Do you feel like the uh, chiefs were pressured into voting for that
1: uh,
0: as far as the owners are concerned?
1: I don't know that anybody was
3: pressured into anything
1: into this spot.
3: I don't know that I would put it that way. Do you want to be the one team that goes against this if this is floated out there? No. Knowing that the NFL is trying to be keeps it from being three quarters? Yeah, but I'm just saying the, the, the NFL is trying to show some degree of empathy to Buffalo in their circumstance. I, that's the part that makes it difficult, right, Carlin? Yeah. You know, the nature of why the game was canceled is why the NFL felt compelled to change the rule it already had on the books. Yep. That's the only thing. That's all this is. It's nothing else. It's not about com- it's not about competitive fairness. It's about can we be fair to the Bills? Period. That's all it's about, and that's why I have a problem with it. Eight 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 A ESPN
1: eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your calls coming throughout the show on this very topic is what's going on here. Fair in the league because fair is, is a something place, that life is all about. Fair,
3: fair is a place where they judge pigs at. I've
1: never been to a fair where they actually judge pigs. I
3: haven't. It's actually... Really? Yeah, it's pretty What kind of pig won? I mean, like, how do you I mean, judge a pig? Uh, have you seen the movie Babe? Yeah, a long time yeah, ago. Exactly. A pig,
1: the, a pig like that. I don't remember the, how they judged it, though. Yeah. It was it pig of the year or something like yeah. that? I mean,
3: he gets a ribbon and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. I'm yeah. just
1: saying I don't know what characteristics you would You've judge. You've heard the term prize well, pig. Yes, but Well, that's where they give the prize to the pig. Well, there's... Honestly, there's one way I judge a pig, and it's bacon. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle.
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss and Carlin?
1: Well, I guess I can take Janavian Clowney off of my board for Sunday and getting ready for Steelers-Browns. I'm doing that game on ESPN Radio with Tom Ramsey and Kimberly Martin. And, uh, yeah, I was doing some prep work this morning, and I hear the news, oh, Janavian Clowney says, this team doesn't support me at all. Eh, he's not playing this week. See you later. Yeah,
3: Jadavian Clowney, I'm going to need for you to pipe down, bro. The team doesn't support you slash believe in you? I mean, you've got two sacks this year. What what are we talking about? Yeah, what's to believe in? What are we
1: doing? (laughs) Well, speaking of a team that may not necessarily believe in you, there's Zach Wilson and the Jets. Canty and Carl in ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The New York Jets, this Sunday, are starting Joe Flacco at quarterback against the Miami Dolphins. Congratulations to the Miami Dolphins for having done their part already to get into the playoffs. They needed a New England loss as well, but if that's the case, the Dolphins already have their part taken care of. Joe Flacco will be backed up by Zach Wilson this week. What
3: are we doing? I have no idea, but, Carlin, that's not something that's uncommon. I'm a player. Sometimes these decisions are above my pay grade. But when we have Herm Edwards on this show minutes ago say he has no idea what that's about, that takes it to a whole other level of concern. And we've had questions about Zach Wilson's sports character, especially coming off of the loss to the Patriots up in Foxborough, where offense had a grand total of three yards in the second half, and Zach was asked after the game, did he feel like he let the team down because he couldn't move the offense? He said no. At that moment, you realize that the immaturity and the lack of leadership from Zach Wilson was going to be a problem in that building. And it manifested itself when we saw how the teammates responded to Mike White being the starting quarterback, wearing the Mike effing white T-shirts on the road in Minnesota. Carlin, it feels like this locker room has turned the page on Zach Wilson. The organization is trying to protect the player player's psyche but if you have to go to those lengths to try to get the best out of a guy there's probably a good chance that he's not your franchise quarterback this is a pretty tough answer right here from robert sala on why joe flacco is starting
0: um again for it's more you know give joe this opportunity but also with zach uh i'm gonna i'm you call it coach's decision i want to stay firm with him and make sure that he gets to attack this offseason and uh I just want to get him to the offseason so we can start and attack the plan that we've been building, um, putting him out there right now. I just don't uh, – it's not going to do him any good. It's not going to do anyone any good. Uh, for him, for Zach, it's all about 23. When, I'm when sorry. Do, when what?
3: Does, when, Who? When, what? When, do, when does playing games for a young player in the regular season not do them any good? When, when does that not do you any when good? When they're not Car- capable of Car- playing. Carlin, you, well, here's – the <laughs> Novel concept. Get better at football by playing football. I don't understand it. As far as the Jets getting into the playoffs, this game means nothing. It's on the road, so Zach Wilson's not going to have to deal with the hecklers at MetLife Stadium. Play the kid. See what happens. It's another data point. It gives you a bigger sample size. Play him. That way he knows what the hell he needs to work on in the offseason. I I don't understand the logic behind protecting Zach in the regular season finale where nothing is at stake as far as our team going to the playoffs. That makes no sense to me. Uh, Carlin, let me ask you this question. Is it them saying, hey, we want Zach to go into the offseason fully healthy so he can work on his mechanics and study film? No. I mean... No. That's not what it is. I'm trying to come up with reasons why, and I'm reaching right now. Clearly... Nothing makes sense.
1: Clearly, they believe Zach Wilson is completely broken. That's what's going on. My question would be, after hearing that answer, why is he even going to back up Joe Flacco? Why wouldn't you elevate Straveler at that point and just put him in bubble wrap for Pete's sake? Just shut it down altogether. Because you and I both know there's a good chance Joe Flacco takes a hit, he gets knocked out of the game on Sunday, and you're turning to Zach Wilson anyway. Chris, Car- I, I don't call get call this. Call I do not get it. If, if this guy is that fragile at this point, what are you doing? And not only that, Michael Kay just said on ESPN New York, eight seven that he has heard that Woody Johnson is
3: pushing for Zach Wilson to be back next year. Pushing for that. Well, so now that, you, now, you, now you got a bigger problem. The owner. Now you got a bigger problem. Why are you pushing for
1: him to be back? I can understand that you wanted to try to salvage something And hit a reset button with him this offseason? But
3: if the owner has to be pushing for him to be back, there is a much bigger problem. Well, here's the issue. The owner is pushing because he has a pre-existing relationship with Zach Wilson's family. Which is, what are we doing? Why do you own a team? Don't make it your little toy if that's the case. Well, that's exactly what it is for most of these owners. But most of these owners, when it comes to good franchises, know to get the hell out of the way of the football people. Let football people make football decisions. And when you get to an ownership caliber decision, then, you know, you give your input on the situation. But with what we've seen from Zach Wilson, and namely, Carl, the way that the locker room has responded to Zach Wilson, how can you continue to stay that course? How does going status quo in the 2023 at the quarterback position with Zach make any sense at all? At some point, your head coach is going to lose credibility. There's only so long he can put lipstick on a pig. The guys in the locker room know what Zach Wilson is, and they know what he ain't. And they prefer to have Mike White out there. Mike White ain't an option because of the rib injuries. Okay, we're going to put Joe Flacco out there, even though Zach Wilson is healthy? In what world have you seen that with a second-year quarterback that was the second overall pick, Carlin? What that tells me. Carlin, there have been points in this season where Zach Wilson was a healthy scratch. Yeah. When the hell have you seen that? When have you heard of that? I've never heard of it. So forgive me for being skeptical to think that this kid can turn some kind of corner. He's not turning a corner. And what what it,
1: it speaks even more to me is that it's not just we have a better chance to win with Joe Flacco and we just want to get Zach to the offseason to get his head right. We got to get him to the Oh, oh my up. God, Carlin, come on we with gotta, that. Carlin. we got to get him to the offseason. But Chris, it is admitting that your football team is going to respond better to Joe Flacco, who has no interest in playing football right now. Oh, we saw that
3: in Buffalo. We saw that in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. Joe
1: Flacco's (laughs) already thinking about his TV and or or media career. He's going to be hosting a show. Well, he might be sitting here next year with us. Honestly. And now he's going to be out there playing Sunday, and that gives you a better chance to win than Zach Wilson. What it says to me is the rest of that team wants nothing to do with Zach Wilson, and if the owner is going to jam him down my throat and make me keep him on this roster, we've got much, much, much bigger problems. Much bigger problems. Because that just speaks to me. Not only does this
3: this team not like him, I think this team just can't stand him. But let me ask you this question, Carlin. Now that we've got this information coming to light about Woody Johnson pushing for Zach Wilson, was drafting Zach Wilson two years ago Joe Douglas' decision? As far as we know, it was what, was it Joe Douglas's decision. I think it's fair to question. Oh, that it's fair to question if, if 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 you're talking about the owner continuing to push for Zach Wilson when it's clear and obvious that the sports character and a lack of maturity have undermined his team's potential to get into the postseason. Keep in mind, Colin, this team was seven and four, seven and four. They had it all in front of them. They had gotten past the tough part of their schedule. Seven and four. And they couldn't find a way to get into the postseason. They couldn't find a way to get to nine wins.
1: Chris, here's why I'm not willing to absolve Joe Douglas on that yet and make the assumption that the owner wanted to draft him. When Joe came here, he was smart enough to get a six-year contract. He turned the job down a couple of times because he knew that there was an impatience factor to this and there might be a meddling owner factor to this. So I'm not getting fired on a four-year deal. If you're going to fire me after four years, I'm getting paid for two more. Like, you're going to have to go above and beyond to hire me. Because let's be clear, if the Jets didn't hire Joe Douglas when they did, and remember that they fired Mike McCagnon right after the draft. Yep. And that's when they hired Joe Douglas. Yep. So it was a time when everybody already had their GMs in place. The next time around, Joe Douglas would have had a GM job somewhere else mm-hmm. in a minute. He was the top guy. So having said all of that, I'm not going to absolve Joe when he knew what the deal was coming in. When you had to push, you turn the job down two or three times, and you make that decision, I'm taking the deal because I'll take a six-year deal now, you know what you're getting into. So when you get out there and sell it like Zach's your guy, I don't expect that you're going to start to hear Whispers that the owner was the one that wanted to draft. Him.
3: Well, now here it, it begs it begs the question: What happens moving forward with the quarterbacks? Is this status quo? Do you go after a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo? You have to. Well, here's the thing: I don't care what the owner. Does the owner, the owner I mean, allow the GM to do that, Carlin? If he's still pushing Zach Wilson down your throat, then fire me. Then fire me. If you, if you honestly, thing, Carlin, if
1: you are Carlin, more interested in playing this kid who cannot play than actually winning games for a fan base that is dying to go to the postseason that hasn't been there in 12 years, that speaks more about your ownership Carlin, than anything Carlin, else. Carlin,
3: I will say this. Stranger things have happened. You just said, fire me. Stranger things have happened. Let's see what happens After we get past Week 18. Canty and Carlin,
1: ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. There, by the way, is the future of another quarterback on the field Sunday in Miami, or for this matter, not on the field Sunday in Miami, that needs to be addressed. If the Dolphins make the playoffs and Tua is healthy, do you play him? Maybe not. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
3: I swear the conversations during the break. Whew. I tell you what. Don't I mean, we, un- we need to come up with. I don't know who would pick it up, Carlin, because it certainly wouldn't be Mickey Mouse. Mm. But we gotta have a Canty and Carlin uncut, like a like a, like a podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. So, yeah. <laughs> no, we're can- do not. Canty and Carlin uncut. <laughs> no, we do not.
1: Here's what you learned a second ago. Don't it's get on my bad it, side.
3: It's only for late only for late night consumption. <laughs> <laughs> Here's
1: what you heard a second ago. Don't get on my bad
3: side. Got it. I got don't. It. I don't forget. Note to self: Let me jot that down. Much like note. an elephant, hey, don't get in many ways. Carl's I am like an elephant, and don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> Got it? Okay.
1: <laughs> it's really after eight o'clock. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. So the Patriots are winning. They're in this week against the Bills. The Dolphins need to win and get a Patriot loss. Okay. The Dolphins are going to be facing Joe Flacco, but they're also starting Skylar Thompson. So that's problematic in and of itself. Yeah. However, I think we would both agree, especially considering that the line shifted four points uh, in the Dolphins' favor on Which the is news. Which wild. Four points on the news that Joe Flacco was going to start that it puts Miami in a much better situation. So here's my thing. If you're the Dolphins and... You get a win this week.
3: All you have to do is get a win. And,
1: and and get a New England loss to get in. You do need that. You It's a Dolphins win, and the Patriots lose, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Yeah. If you get in, Chris, next week, we are going to be spending a lot of time talking about this, so we're just getting ahead of it a little bit. If two is healthy next
3: week, are you playing them? Yeah. Said two concussions this year, at least, if not a third. Yeah, here's the thing, Carlin. The first concussion, he missed two games. He came back and played against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't look like himself, but he was able to get through the game. Um, You remember in the red zone, he had that scramble where he took on a defender, lowered his shoulder. Kid wasn't afraid. I don't think Tua's afraid to be out there. The question is, are the Miami Dolphins willing to put him in that spot? And if you have that kind of trepidation about your franchise quarterback, then what's your plan at quarterback moving forward? Yeah, he's not your franchise He hasn't been able to stay healthy each of his first three years, Carlin. There's no guarantee that he's ever going to be able to stay healthy. Now, he's damn good when he's in the lineup now. I'll give him credit for that. He's good. When he's on, he's good. But, Carlin, the best ability is availability. Shout out to Herm Edwards. The inconsistency in terms of when he's in the lineup poses a significant problem for the Dolphins. And the problem for the Dolphins is they don't have significant draft capital this year in order to address the quarterback position. Remember, they had to forfeit a first-round draft pick with the tampering with Tom Brady. They traded a first-round draft pick to the Denver Broncos for Bradley Chubb. So they essentially locked in to Tua being their quarterback going into 2023. And based off of what's happened and how this season has unfolded with the injuries and the concussions i got to say, man, I've got a lot of trepidation if I'm Chris Greer, their general manager, and if I'm their head coach, Mike McDaniel. I can't put him back out there. Not this year. I can't do
1: it. Not when he's had these couple of concussions, at least two that we know of, if not a third. And I already put him out there too soon before, and look what happened. Chris, this is not about Tua, and I'm worried about him having some trepidation being out there. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that at all. Tua will go out there and be the competitor that he is. My problem is that I have to look out for this guy's health. Mm -hmm. And when you have been through that, through the course of half a season, basically, Mm -hmm. I am not screwing around. And while I'm not giving you the contract that you want this Mm offseason, I will at least give it another year, and I would rather have you back healthy and ready to go next year. Because let's also acknowledge that the Dolphins are set up in a position right now where the window is open, but it's not closing tomorrow. It's not closing tomorrow. They can win next year. They can win the year after. Mm -hmm. You have a couple of years here where the window is open. I am not allowing myself to put him out there in good conscience.
3: So you're going to forego an opportunity to win a playoff game and run it back with Tua next year and think that it's going to be different when he hasn't been able to stay healthy? At least I can give him an entire offseason as opposed to
1: – we don't know enough about concussions to begin with. Sure. We're learning every day. I'm not running them out there to get a third or maybe even a fourth, uh, whatever it is,
3: uh, and, this week, and, and, uh, if he's and, healthy next and, week. And, and I applaud the organization for prioritizing the health and safety of Tua. I, I'm with that. I'm all on board for that because I do think you have to protect players from themselves, but the fact that you even have to ask the question, knowing you're going to be in a playoff game, whether or not he's going to be our starter – is the problem for the Dolphins moving forward.